If you're turning over less than £30 million, then pay attention. This could be the change that you need to hear. A change that's empowering people with the opportunity to make a difference. Ifti Nasir is the CEO of Vested, UK's original share scheme and equity management platform. He's a strategic leader and is taking the complexity and the cost out of setting up and managing share and option schemes for UK SMEs. He's on a mission to transform the shareholder world. Let's do this. What stops people or owners, if you like, people who own businesses, getting their key employees vested in the business or invested in the business? I think there's two different reasons. One is that they believe, well, this is my business. Yeah. It's my my money, my my reward. Right. I think that's power a hungry, little bit, ego. It's probably more naive than anything. Right. Yeah. I mean sometimes they'll have been taught or told by advisors often yeah. that yeah, you hold on to your equity, it's yours. It's your thing. Yeah. Whereas I think those who are more enlightened realise actually, you know, everybody's going to make this happen. I mean, I was lucky. I joined BP. First month, I had shares in the business and I still hold shares in that business. Yeah, I won't say how many years, but it's a long time. And And you got in at the right time? Sorry? And you got in at the right time? Got in at the right time. uh, Whether I got out at the right time or not is another uh, question. But the fact is that, um, yeah, firstly, as I say, founders who think that they're the only people who are key success are deluded or naive but also if you want somebody to you know make that difference bring that why should i bust have got to make you a millionaire or a billionaire yeah i've got my my salary is my salary well yeah and and it's it's interesting to see how that 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 emotional connection to the business changes emotionally psychologically what you bring to the table changes if you've got a stake in it however small that is kind of want to ask you a question here but i want to ask the audience a question as well it's and and i'm going to ask the audience the question first and then i'm, I'm going to ask it to oh. you so the question is have you ever lost the critical or key team member ever have you ever lost them have they ever left your business and if if so why why did they leave and I want to ask you the question. I just wanted to get in the heads of what, what you're about to tell us. So why do people leave? Key people. More often than not, it's because they're not feeling valued. I mean, sometimes you can't keep hold of everybody. I mean, there's no business out there that has the resources to hold on to everybody. And there are circumstances where that, you know, uh, a team member doesn't have the luxury of waiting for that long term reward which equity is equity is, if you think about your salary is your day-to-day your annual bonuses and annual bonuses yeah. equity is a long wavelength reward it's about the success of the enterprise over a, a period it's not tomorrow for some people they don't have that luxury of waiting and you you will have people needing to leave but if they have that ability to hold on why wouldn't you want the the benefit of helping and so many businesses that we see you know moving from you know one pound a share whatever that the the number of shares yeah. it is going to you know four five ten pounds is not 
ridiculous. I mean, you know, there's loads of companies that you'll have heard of. Yeah, yeah. And that are very famous out there that, you know, that multiple is just tiny relative to what they've done. One thing that's sticking out in my head is maybe the objection that, ooh, that's going to be really difficult to administer. Yeah. Is that a big reason why people don't that's do That's the other well? one. So the first one, as I said, is that... Um, misunderstanding yeah. shall we say Delusion of who's naivety. supposed to hold on to the equity the other is well it's just too complicated and it bloody costs a lot of money it, is it complicated it is complicated however for you you can make it easier and so the whole um the whole mission for vested is just take the cost and complexity out of sharing equity with your team now, when we talk about sharing, it's never about giving equity away, giving shares away. A lot of people think, ah, oh, I'm not going to give that, you know, give shares away. Well, never should you. You should never give shares away. It's a very valuable commodity. People should earn whatever they, they get. So if they deliver for you, they get the shares or the options or whatever the, the mechanism that you use is. If they don't, they shouldn't have a, a single one of them. And the structures that we've built on, on through the platform make it possible for you to reward any of the different types of people, whether it's investors, as we said earlier, whether it's employees, whether it's NEDs, whether it's advisors. There's different structures, different tax um, benefits for, for each of those different um, types of investors. All we do is make it easy and appropriate for whoever well, look, is reducing um, costs, going to be rewarded. Re, re, remo removing, reducing complexity. It's almost removing. Is I mean, it? That, it's it's almost objective. removing complexity. Yeah. Is it almost reducing costs as well? I mean, is this... No, it's very much reducing costs. I mean, so if you, th if you think about this from a magnitude perspective, let's say when we started... The cheapest EMI, which is an enterprise management incentive, which is for employees only, yeah. that would cost you 10 to 15 grand just to set up, let alone maintain and yeah. make sure it remains compliant with. Because anything with a tax wrapper has to be maintained and held compliant, otherwise it, yeah. it's dead. So what we, when we first started, we took that right the way down to a grand. And it's a little oh. bit more than that now but not materially more, but far safer. And the, the complexity associated with it, it took us about four or five months to sort out my own EMI for my team when we set it up. Firstly, it was wrong, so we ended up having to redo yeah, yeah. it all anyway. And yeah, it, it cost a ridiculous amount. So that the whole ob objective when we kicked this off was about just getting people vested in the business. You need your team they need to be on board, and the easier you can make that possible, the better the contribution you'll get from all those different, that myriad of different people that you need on board. And you can even do it with partners, strategic right. partners. You wouldn't do it for, you know, the spire of paper clips, but a strategic partner. You think about it, if I, if I'm giving you um, a discount, or you know, if I give you money. It's a very straightforward transactional yeah. uh, equation. Let's say I need to buy five widgets. I My shares are worth a pound. I have to sell five of those shares to an investor. He gives me five pounds. I go and take those five pounds. I go to the supplier of the widgets. 
I give him the five pounds and I get five widgets. Right. Now, the equation for the supplier is very different to the equation with the, the cash guy. For the the guy who's going to give you five widgets, you know, I like your business. I'll tell you what, I'll give you the five widgets for a number of shares. And as long as you can manage the arbitrage, as long as it's, even if it's four shares yep. for five widgets, you're better off, are you not? Right? Yep. You've only had to give four of your shares for the, for, the, for the five widgets. But now, that guy holds your, your paper. He is vested in your success, is he not? Mm. He wants that paper to be worth more tomorrow than it was when, when you true. gave him it. So now when he's got a marginal decision that might help you, why wouldn't he do that? Look, you get it. So let, you've done let, two things. Firstly, you've reduced the cost of getting your widgets. So that's a big benefit. And now you've got somebody who's vested in your success. Is that why he called it vested? There's plenty yeah. of reasons why he called it vested. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what are the top three benefits to an employer doing this? Yeah. And what are the top three benefits to an employee jumping in okay. and doing this? So firstly, from an employer perspective, you've, you've got their hearts and minds as well. That whole notion of that ownership effect is, is made tangible. Like yes, that. it's not going to be there every single time, but it, it's measurable. On, and on a portfolio basis, it is measurable. Across 100 employees, you'll get more if they've got a stake in the business and if they didn't and, and there's the enough evidence about it's, it's quite good that yeah. isn't it you, you care about them so well firstly they know that this is not just about you if if we win you get a part a piece of the winnings as well so you're giving them that that confidence it's also about meaning that their, their endeavors make a difference to their outcome you know they're not going to get their salary whether it's Sorry, they'll get their salary whether you know rain or shine unless you you go bust. But with the equity, it's a case about being able to win. And if you do the, the scheme properly, that equity and that reward that they will get will be taxed only at ten percent. So an EMI, Enterprise Management Incentive Scheme, as I mentioned earlier, is probably one of the best reward mechanisms. Well, that's a huge that you can give to a person. Do you imagine you know taking a, a, a yeah getting a a thousand pound reward and only having to pay you know nine ninety ninety pound in in tax it's brilliant for the business going on the other side if you do the emi schemes properly with the proper valuations hmrc yeah. approvals in advance then you can offset the whole of that growth so let's say let's, let's start from the beginning as a as a founder you give somebody uh, an emi the point at the time that you give the EMI, let's say it's a pound, the shares are worth a pound. So HMRC will allow you to issue at that price or a smidgen lower. Let's say it goes to ten pounds. So that nine pound growth is going to be subject to ten percent tax. So the person who's getting that will get nine, uh, eight pound nine, eight pound ten, in their pocket, right? You as a business can offset the whole of that £9 against corporation tax as well. So, you so with, with a compliant EMI scheme, both you as a business and the employee are benefiting. So why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't? So a lot of people think, well, oh, that's it? a bloody good idea. That's a bloody good idea. Yeah. Let me get my senior team invested. Or, yeah. 
And then you think, why well, Why wouldn't you get the whole team yeah. vested in yourself? Having everybody, you know, pushing in the right direction, lifting the the whole of the organisation up. Why wouldn't you give everybody a piece? So yeah, the yeah the VPs, the directors, they may have a, a different level, but everybody's part of the success. Give everybody a small piece. Do you know what that's ringing bells in my head as you're saying this? Is the alignment of the team. Hmm. We're we're all fighting in the same way. We've all got the same shared goals. The, com <laughs> the common goal goes up. Everybody wants the same thing. It's Every not an individual bonus. It's not a team bonus or departmental bonus. It's the success of the enterprise. That's what we're all aligned to. And that's what's going to make us the biggest return. Is this taking off or is this the best kept secret? I think it was the best kept secret when we started. Because there were a handful, maybe so three or four thousand um, taking place of, of EMIs uh, each year. I think it's you know, three or four times that now. And we've had other people copying us as well and you know, building off our, our success, which is great. Because the objective that we had was to get more people vested in the businesses that they're part of. And you're achieving it. And the fact that we're helping piles of people do it and others have you know, jumped on the bandwagon as well. It's brilliant. That objective is being fulfilled. Do you know what? Right. So alignment was was, was standing out to me. Mm. Another thing that's standing out to me is pressure. You know, if, you I, if, I own, if I own the business, sometimes it can feel like all the pressure's on yeah. me. You know, I'm going to bed at night and I'm holding all of this pressure and I'm waking up at <laughs> two in the morning with the sweats. But just getting everyone invested. I'm, I'm, I've got this picture in my mind where I'm just giving a bit of this this pie or this cake or this pressure out to everybody else. That, that's a brilliant way of putting it. I think that's... that's Who's holding the pressure? Everyone. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. We're sharing it. And we've Absolutely. got to perform. And, and yeah, you'll get based on what you actually deliver. And everything that we do is conditional. Nothing is without the quid pro quo. Nothing. Because I, as I said earlier, nobody should ever give away their equity. It should always be as quid pro quo for something that they're getting, whether yeah. it's the nous of the counterparty, whether it's the money of the counterparty, whether it's the endeavour, the the labour of the, the counterparty. You bring to the table, you help us win, you get a piece of the winnings. If the business does well, we all do well. Yeah. As long as everybody's in it. Yeah, but, but also those who don't make that contribution, as long as you've got the right mechanisms in yeah. place, you can pull their shares back. If they deliver, they get. If they don't deliver, and, why and, the hell should they? And you do the hard yards and removing yeah. complexity and getting the yeah. right kind of policies in place and well, the, the legal agreements, yeah, yeah, and the tax agreement, the the structure that allows you to do this is what we we've 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 taken all the all right, look, cost you, and complexity away from. You've grabbed my attention. You will definitely mm. have grabbed the attention of a lot of business owners listening to this, because you're doing that at a fraction of the price of. You know, yeah. what, what you said at the start. And, and, and make it easy. You should be able to, having sat down with somebody, let's say it's a, an action coach. You know, why shouldn't you be able to shake hands on a deal that's, you know, yes, there's the day rate, but what if I leave some of this on the table and take a risk with uh, mm. you know, the, the knowledge that I believe I'm going to bring to the table 
the contribution I'm going to make is going to move this business. It's not just yeah, yeah. Uh, me giving you a bit of flannel. It really is going to make a difference. I believe it, and I'm willing to leave money on the table. Have you got a coach? Have I got a coach? I do. How many? I have one. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I guess I've had the luxury of uh, many over time. Yeah, no, the reason um, I ask how many is actually typically what I'm observing in the coaching world is the kind of better you get, the more coaches around you you've got for specific things. So I it mean, depends on what I, you, mean, what you mean by coach. Yeah, it depends. On, I'm just thinking about yeah, what yeah. you're saying that. In terms of coaches, uh, there's those that you have a formal yeah. uh, contractual relationship yeah. with, and then there's those who mentors are literally just your mentors, your uh, guides. Yeah. And th there's, there's probably five or six right. that I could rely on. And again, it's not a, a trans it's not a cash transaction, but I guess in a funny way, we're all vested in one another's, one another's well, success. We're there for one another and we give that honest um, feedback. And look, as far as vested is concerned, anyone who's on the, uh, through the agreements, yeah. they're all vested. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, another thing that is standing out from from my perspective, I'm just going to shine a light on what, what I'm seeing mm. here, by the way, is attraction. You become more attractive. Yeah. If, uh, to More desirable for people to want to come and work for you. I think that's there's two really big benefits uh, uh, in addition to that um, tax benefit that we mentioned earlier. But it's about that um, re uh, you know, the retention and attraction so yeah. getting people on board and then um holding on to them especially once they so one of the tools that we have on the platform is a recipient portal so the 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 person who's getting the the shares typically vesting over yeah. a time rise and what we try and do is because in the old days if you had a, a, a an agreement it was yeah you know, 20 pages of stuff that nobody even reads so on the recipient portal on vested you can see each month you've got a few more options in the business. And if you can see that, it makes it real. And then it at the does. bottom, if you do, uh, in, in the, the, you know, what if the shares get to this level, you can see exactly what's in it for you, right? So, okay, today the shares are at £1.10. What if we get these to £6? What will be my reward post-tax? And you can think that's real. And the beauty then is... Let's say you've got 10,000 shares and yeah, they're going to be worth yeah, £6, £10, whatever. You can see that if I leave this business, somebody's offering me five grand, ten grand to uh, come and join them. Yeah. What am I going to get? I'm going to get three, six grand post-tax. Here... And and I'll know because I'm part of the business. I can see whether we're actually winning or, or otherwise. What am I leaving? I'm leaving this real tangible reward. That's you know maybe tenfold that. Do you know? Especially with the tax benefit. Look, there's some principles in leadership, in management, in performance. And I was taught this uh, rule uh, by by some of the greats. Employees perform much better 
when they know exactly what's expected of them mm-hmm. and they perform even better again when they can see how their performance affects the bottom line. So there's a line of sight between what I do and the impact yeah. on my business. So what you're doing here is you're creating a line of sight for everybody. They can see their impact on yeah. the business and it's done for you if you go through your program. Yeah. From a management perspective, that is hugely desirable. I, I would have to agree. I think part of that is that transparency of the management as well, though, because it's only when people can see what's happening with the business. Yeah. They can see where the value of the business is going. You know, how I'm invested as a business. We share on a monthly basis exactly what's happened through the business, whether it's the number of sales, the uh, profit margin that we're at, the uh, how much the the business um, is making, where the challenges are. So everybody knows what's happening and they are all vested in making that outcome real. Is, is everyone invested vested? Every single person from the day they join. And you know, to try and make it real, we've, you know, we've got lines in the sand in terms of dates when they will be able to exercise those shares. We will create mechanisms for monetizing I wonder if, yeah, so it's not just a dream. It's not just a pipe dream. You know, you know the top-down communication, bottom-up mm-hmm. communication. I'm just, I'm, I'm thoughts are coming in here. It's like, let's say I'm, I'm going into the business and, and there's, there's a big leadership team up here, and I'm vested though from day one, mm. and I can see it's not going right. I, I wonder if how many people communicate up. Oh, it's like, guys, what's going on? Yeah. We need what I mean. This is not going good. Do you get a lot of that kind of challenge? We do. I mean, firstly, I think the way that we're set up, everybody is equal. Yes, we've got different responsibilities. As the CEO, I have a different set of responsibilities to the head of marketing or um, one of the team who's uh, a customer success person who's bringing, um, making what we do come to real. Um, But it's funny, because we're a remote team, Right, so we started the business back in 2014. 2015, we got a little office that we work in Moorgate. Yeah. But we went remote, or remote first in 2018, and went fully remote uh, by the end of February 2020. Right, yeah, Literally yeah. two weeks before. Lockdown, um, really? Yeah, literally. We gave notice to WeWork. Were you anticipating the in lockdown? Fa- no, we didn't. No, I, I mean, I think we anticipated it before it actually came, right. but we'd actually made that decision at the turn of the year that we were going to, there's no point in holding on to this office because we don't use it at all anyway. We use it for the odd meeting every now and again. And that whole move to remote fully was was inculcated. But it, it's strange. Everybody now, on we, we get together twice a year physically, but everything else is virtual. And so we're all just little boxes on a screen. We all are pretty well equal in that regard. There's no hierarchy of big office, small office, or any of the rest of it. It's very democratising. Is this the modern day business? Um, for me, it, it is, as I say, you know, yes. And that ability, going back to what you started with, James, this notion, can people talk to you? Well, we've got all the tools in the world to be able to, to um, communicate with, whether it's Slack, whether it's email. Well, you, know, you can communicate with anybody in the organisation at any point in time. 
They may not get to it right there and then, yeah, look, but that communication line is real. But that's your business. That's the way that you've set your business yeah. up. So everyone's vested. You've got transparency going on. At total. Everyone's a little box on a screen. <laughs> but 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 similarly, they're all very real people. And, you know, so we, we will do stand-ups. So we invest in that um, communication. So every Monday, every Friday, half an hour, you know, 70 folk in the business. So that's a big investment from our perspective. Just getting to know one another. So we have a stand-up yeah. uh, Monday, Friday. Every two weeks, each of the teams have their own reviews and retros. Every other two weeks. So um, in a month, each month, we will have what we call a review and retro. So we'll uh, go through what's going on across the whole business, how much money came in, what money went out, where it's going, how the, the growth of the business different uh, initiatives in the different teams everybody gets a voice and then everybody gets the opportunity to talk about the things that, that they want to focus on just in terms of things that are going on around the business we'll vote for it then we have a discussion around it but then as i said so that's on a monthly basis weekly basis is the stand-ups monthly basis is a retro and review and then twice a year we have retreats so up until um a couple of years ago it was everybody just getting together twice a year. But now, because we've got people distributed across yep. the whole country, um, we'll do one where everybody comes together. And this includes our team that are out in India or even in Italy, because once you go remote, changes, you don't have to stick around London. It's true. You've got people who can then move and brought... And you can access talent. But the, the, this is your business, and yeah. I'm interested in the people listening's business. Yeah. All right, so I get that. So let's just let's just come back for a second. So let's say I own a business that's doing thirty million. Yeah, got two hundred and fifty employees. Yeah. Is this a good choice for me? Um, why wouldn't it be? Up to so at the moment, for EMI there is a limit. Two fifty is the two fifty employees. Uh, two fifty employees is the the max you can go to. Right. Above that, you'd use a different tool, a CSOP. Um, but there do you are do that? All, yes, but there are always tools for for rewarding people. CSOP is not quite as lucrative from a tax perspective as right, uh, so EMI, but but there's no reason why you would not. I mean, you'd have to really ask yourself why wouldn't I want everybody pushing, as you said, in the same direction, everybody lifting this this business. Is to it its easier full to do from startup like you did? No. Or is it just as easy for me to do with 50 employees in my business right now? I think it's as easy, if not easier, where you've got a running business. So when we started Vested, we were focusing in on the very early startups. Yeah, yeah. And it's difficult to run that business because many of the, the investment that we put out for, for business, you know, half of them won't be able to reward us and be on the right. platform got long it. enough to uh, give us the, the reward for, but you know, SMEs, small, medium-sized businesses, scale-ups, it's perfect. And and the mechanisms that we use make it, yeah, it's... So, uh, look, I get it. The EMI scheme up until 250, 250. employees, then CSOP after that. Yeah. So, look, you've you're convincing. That's for employees. Yeah, that is for employees. What about for turnover? 
our profits. So 30 million is the uh, the number as well. But again, so what we will do is take away whatever the size of business you are, we will be able to share with you our understanding of the most appropriate reward structure. All right, so 30 million to. turns to CSOP 2. Yeah. And let's say I've got the... Uh, I start below 250 and I, I come in on, on the EMI scheme. And then, that, so those people are up to that level, yeah. fine. That's honoured. And then you'll move to the, All right. to the CSOP. So, or, or, yeah, there, there are companies where they're not eligible for EMIs. So what's that then? We're like kind of uh, whether if you were if you're trading, um, if you're trading in property, if you're accountants, lawyers, there's a number of things that are non-compliant uh, that are not right. compliant for EMI. In those situations, you have a, a few choices as well. You may well look at um, unapproved options. Unapproved options are okay; it still gets people skin in the game, but you're going to be taxed when you exercise those shares at your marginal tax rate. So if you're a 40 or 45% taxpayer, there's going to be a big chunk of that uh, money that, that goes. But there's an alternative, which is things like growth shares. Right. Conditional growth shares is a, another good alternative for people who are not um, uh, not compliant or not employ uh, where the business is not compliant for EMI or where the... Uh, the recipient is not an employee. Got it. Look, there's options across the board. From uh, yeah, and, and I want to go back to something that you said earlier on. So I'm one of the employees, and I'm looking at the graphs. Mm -hmm. So I can see, you know, the impact of what I'm having on the business, and I see it going up and down, up or down, not up and down, up or down. One of the mm -hmm. other, trending up or trending down. What impact does that have on my motivation? There's a number of ways of, of that um, impacting you. On the one hand, you can think, bugger. The, those shares that I thought I was getting, that I thought was going to be a nice little nest egg, are not uh, going to do so much. But the other side of it is thinking, well, actually, there is something I can do to it. Because towards it, I have the ability to contribute to that change. And I think that's the most prevalent of uh, behaviours or observations. It's where the fact that Contra it's going down, what am I doing? What can I do differently to help it go up? Because I've got some of these shares. I've got or I've yeah. got some of these options. They're in my, um, uh, yeah, in my account, as it were. How do I make them worth something? Where every single person has the ability to make a difference, why, shouldn't, why wouldn't they bring that difference to the table? This empowers people because you can see... Mm the impact that you're having, you can see it going up or down. This empowers people to take action, yeah. irrespective if it's going up or down. Yeah. I mean, but remember, the up or down is often very subjective. So it's not a marketplace per se, because these shares are, are not listed anywhere. It may well be around investment rounds, you know, whether there's uh, an up yeah. round, uh, you know, a growth round or a, a down round. Those things happen. But the fact that you've got that opportunity to make a difference, that's your choice. And that's the nature of the person. Some people will will bail out. Oh, well, this one's going down uh, the tubes. Uh, I better get off this one. There's nothing to do. But that would be far easier to do if you weren't vested in that. 
If you are vested in it, then why wouldn't you turn around and see how can I make a difference? How can I lift this game rather than um, jump? Is that what you're doing? You're empowering people with the opportunity to make a difference. Is that essentially what you're doing? That's a, a nice encapsulation of it. Well, yes. you, you said it. I captured it for you. So that's Thank all you. right. Thank you, James. Well, you, the video captured it as well. What makes the best employees? The best ones. What, what traits? What makes the best employees? I think it's those with the attitude to make a difference. Now, some of them may well come across as um, uh, a bit oddball, a bit um, cantankerous, or, but they may well be the ones who are really committed to making a difference. Those who, you know, for want of a better phrase, uh, blow smoke. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily the the only yeah. uh, good employee. I think a good employee is one that's committed to making a difference for themselves and for the business and bringing their best to the table. And they can come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, but you'll be more likely to get that best if they have something in it. Yeah, yeah. look, you're doing a good job of convincing me, actually. Yeah, and and I've got this cognitive bias going on right now because I can't get and it I'm mindful that you need to make sure that all of your team yeah, are of course. Well, invested I'm, I'm, in the I'm business in. as well. I'm already in. You've already got me. <laughs> so, but this to make a difference, it's like the, an imp, a good employee is one that wants to make a difference. Yeah, and, and knows that they can make a difference because the, the, the other piece is, is just it being deluded. It doesn't matter. Belief, as you know, as a coach, is very empowering. If you believe you can do a 10-metre hurdle, then you'll go for it. You'll have a go. And you may well just manage to jump nine metres or whatever, but it'll be more than just not trying at all. You know, you've got 70 employees now. Mm-hmm. You're a visionary type person. You've you've got this. You, you want to build something here. That's very kind of you, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> well, how do you get people to buy into that vision? You know, from... Because straight away, you're getting invested. Is that yeah. is that part of buying into the vision? I think part of um, buying into the vision is about seeing if we can... So the whole philosophy that we have is trying to change the world right. from a world that's dominated by capital, by money, to one that actually recognises everybody's contribution to the success of business and everybody being able to get that reward. So without the capital, without the cash, you're not going to go too far anyway. A meritocracy. So so you need the cash, but it's not the only thing that makes a business success. And and everybody who is part of that success, as I said earlier, should have a share in that. Do you do 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 anything extra special to get people to buy in? Are you involved in the interviewing? I interview every single person who joins the business. I will do that final interview without question. I did. I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah. Just for the record on camera, I did not know that. <laughs> so, I, I, I was thinking. There's nobody who's part of the business who's not had uh, an interview with me and understands what we're looking for, um, because it, it's it's key to being part of Vested. And you're enrolling them onto this mission of reducing costs, reducing complexity, empowering people with the opportunities to make a difference. You know, you're you're enrolling them onto that vision in your interview. Yeah. 
How and and you... I need to I need to feel that, that they're in that same place. And the interview is typically 45 minutes, an hour. 45 minutes, let's say. So it's an investment from my perspective. Do you ever say no? Yeah. Sometimes I like it when people turn up to an interview and they're a bit nervous. You know, that gains points for me sometimes. You know, you know the smoke and mirrors that yeah. you were talking about, the overly confident type thing. But I quite like it when people are nervous for interviews. Are people nervous around you? Because you're a pretty relaxed kind of guy. Um, I'm told that they can be, but I, I think part of what we certainly, um, when we first started Vested, you know, we're all in the same room. There's no no real differences. And I guess as we've grown, um, being put in that uh, uh, box, as it were, on the video call always still keeps you. You're you're just one voice. You're not uh, commanding uh, the space. And as I said earlier, you're not got that big corner office that makes you. Um, hold that, that not all, but that uh, fear potentially in, in people's minds. Excuse me. Are you, fam <coughs> are you familiar with Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, 1937? No. He wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. He, was, he studied sort of uh, successful people, um, yeah, America it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the takeaways from the, from the book is the willingness to go <coughs> the, the extra mile. Willingness to go mm. the extra mile. Is that a trait of a top employee? Now, extra mile can mean a whole host of different things. So some people think it's about work hours. Some people think it's about excellence to the customer and being honest and transparent mm. and all that kind of thing. Is that a trait of a top, top employee? If you're not willing to, to go that extra mile, it, it, let me give you an example of when we were um, in COVID. Right, we had probably our biggest growth phase during that period. So, for a couple of weeks, actually a couple of months, everything almost flatlined. I mean, we were fortunate that we had a, um, a subscription business, so even if it was only a small increase, but every single month since we've started, we've actually grown as a business. Wow. Every single month, and we can. See that because we show the charts to everybody each month, every retro. It's impressive. We show that so every single month since we rebuilt the platform. You know, September 2017 is when we start from on our, our chart and it, every single month thereafter. So even during COVID, it was uh, growth. But after COVID, after everybody was in lockdown, it was interesting. People realised or seemed to understand or appreciate that yeah, everybody's got 101 decisions to make every single day, marginal decisions. How do we get them to make one or two of those marginal decisions in favour of the business? If they're vested in it. They're far more likely to not go do that other thing because there's a hundred things that you could be doing. And if even one of them, if even on one occasion, while you weren't there in the office, you're at home working from home, doing whatever you were doing, what if one out of every hundred deci marginal decisions actually went in the company's favour? It's a it's a great little story. I mean, you got in my uh, head, and and uh, I think that that message got across, especially when people weren't there in front of us. How do we get them that hook? Yeah, we can do all sorts of monitoring on their um, computers, keystrokes, and all the rest of it. It's rubbish. Well, look, it's rubbish because it's getting people to bring all 
of themselves to the table, bring their best to the business while they're they're working. It's stacking the odds in your favour. Getting everyone invested in the business yeah. is stacking your odds in your favour, essentially. You know, because like you've said, it's just one or two marginal decisions, little small things that can accumulate over time. But they're making that in favour of the business because they're invested in it. Hmm. As I said, it's just like the R factor on COVID. What, what's the next steps? People on here right now are thinking, how do I do this? You just check out Vested, that's V-E-S-T-D.com. We'll put a link with Arsenal. And we can um, line up a, a conversation with a, one of our equity experts. Yeah, and look, we never do a sales pitch or anything like that, so mm. this is not a sales pitch, so go and explore what, what whatever you are. I just, I'm a whole big believer in this, and having met you behind the scenes, this is the first time we've met you. <laughs> it is indeed. I just know the people that have met you, and they're all rave on about you anyway. Um all right, I've got some quick questions for you. Yeah. What's the what's the best book you've ever read? There are several. Um but the the one that uh, <laughs> I think the the most current one, the most change is probably um Life 3.0. Life 3.0. Yeah. I think Sapiens is is there as well in terms of making you see a different reality but uh, life 3.0 is um, what's it about it's about the evolution of life from where we are now which is very much carbon based to one that's very much going to be augmented so the notion that should everybody be reading that i, I think it's almost inevitable i mean what's the act, what what yeah. does it make you want to do what does it make you want to action it makes you want to live this life because this whole notion of being human is going to change uh, and being pure humans which yeah I think you already there are people using chips to help you know people with Alzheimer's or memory loss just think about people using those chips to get some advantage and as soon as one person starts using these sorts of tools you almost become uh, and it's inevitability that everybody does. Otherwise, those who don't end up disadvantaged. And so that change, I think, is... Well, the book talks to it becoming uh, more real and sooner than never. And it's... Yeah, another title. It also talks to the power of AI and each of us having that access. Life 3.0. It's a great title. Mm. I've heard of 2.0 for, for lots of things, you know, version 2.0. Yeah. Um, so 3.0, yeah, I'm going to get that. You've convinced me of that. Who's your, who's been your key role model from anyone in the world, like famous person? Have you ever looked up to a role model? Um, the, again, there's there's many. Uh, but I think um, one that I... Th think is um quite powerful is is actually gandhi uh and i'm sure there's a million people who've answered used that be the change but, you want to but say. I, absolutely and uh and i think he yeah he, he changed the world I and mean, where india will become in due course uh, is yet to be seen but uh the change for britain uh on the back of i think that was one of the biggest uh, turning points 
from an empire perspective now whether that was almost inevitable or whatever there's all sorts of different conversations around that but time moves on and i think um his contribution i don't because i don't think it happened all on its own i think there were so many different drivers that actually made that happen but that determination um against the odds i think was um quite phenomenal yeah look i mean that quote the one that i said be the change you want to see in the world kind of you're doing that you're you're being the change you want to see employees vested <laughs> And every one of yours is? I, 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 I don't think it's just employees. I, this is the point I want to make, James. It's not about employees. It's everybody who's key to your success, whether it's a coach, whether it's a strategic right. partner, whether it's a Ned, whoever it is, should be vested in, in the business. And if they're not, if they've not got any skin in the game, all they're doing is giving you what what in India they call gyan, wisdom. It's the... You know, that smart ass sort of stuff. Anybody can give you Gyan, but yeah, if you if you're truly vested in the business, especially for for you know, people like coaches, advisors, it's skin in the game. Yeah, I get it. You know, anyone can give you wisdom. Anyone can teach yeah. you a few things. You know, or now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, share some stuff, but being being vested. Is more than giving wisdom, isn't it? It's mm. it's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's um, yeah. The the downside is to your account as well as the upside, and so you're going to do your best. Putting your neck that. on the line, skin yeah. in the game. Yeah, let's do this. Right. Interested <laughs> in what you're going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. Who's better in business, Richard Branson, Elon Musk? <sighs> I, I guess I've admired both of them. At, at yeah. times, I think probably about five years ago, uh, I was actually at a Vistage dinner, and um, I put Elon Musk on the on 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 the table as my uh, he, he, role he's, model. He's, try, he's trying to address some of the biggest challenges that we have from the environmental perspective, through to you know ultimately getting off the the planet. Which you know, if if humanity wants to survive. That has to be a core objective. I guess of late it's just been questionable about how he's going about some of these uh, objectives. There's no judgment from me. So you're allowed your opinions on all of that. Thank you. So, you know, five years ago it was Elon Musk. Is it still Elon Musk? I think he's fallen off that pedestal. Right. For, uh, and I, I guess it's because I just don't seem to have a clue as to his game plan. But then... Yeah, we're just humble humans. We are. All right, so what's the first thing that the listeners should do once they've listened to this? Start thinking about who's important in the success of your business. Identify them, see what you need from them, and then have a conversation about helping them succeed and benefit from them bringing that thing to the to the table for you i mean why, why should they just bring it to the table just to, to, to help you get rich it's, it, it's fine they might do they might be in love with you there may be all sorts of other reasons but you know for you to understand who's important have an honest conversation and what you need with them. from them who's important what you need from them 
Then have a conversation, take action. Yeah. And just get them in the game. Get them really on the game. Not not just spectating, not just, uh, you know, um, turning up. It's turning up and doing what they need to, to do for your success, for the business success. As I say, the success of the enterprise rather than any individual department, team or whatever. Is there any downside to this? If it's done properly, I can't see one. If it's done uh, without the due care and thought that's right. required... Then yes. Th- then yes. I mean, you can have people you know, you know, losing chunks of their business. And the number that I've seen is, is just incredible. The conversations that I've had with people and you know, what they could have done, how they could have avoided it was just so easy. Right. A simple conversation would have avoided it. But so that, that, that's the painful thing. When you don't understand what you're doing and you know, using equity to do that thing is, is crazy. So talk to, talk to somebody who understands it. Make sure you're doing this correctly. Make sure that it's always conditional. Never, ever, ever give your shares away. If you're doing, a, if you're doing an investment round, and somebody promises to give you the, the cash. You have an advanced subscription agreement. You know, that conditionality has been established. You need to do the same with um, rewards for those people who are bringing their endeavour or knowledge. Because for, for cash, it's very straightforward. All the contracts are there, uh, and it'll always be done. But you still have to have those agreements in place. You need the same for uh, equity that's around endeavour. Always conditional. You deliver, you get. You don't deliver, you don't get. I was about to share with you what my favourite part of the session was. And and I just, it just, that's why I asked you the downside question. I'm really glad I did. Because my favourite part of this session is you have absolutely unequivocally convinced me. And I'm fully immersed in this. I believe you've convinced me that there is no downside to this as long as you do it correctly. Yeah. So talk to people who understand what they're doing. So and that's then, been my favourite bit. What's been your favourite bit? <laughs> my favourite bit has just been hearing your accent. and uh, <laughs> Well, we've both, we both got Yorkshire accents, you see. There you it, go. It's been a very comfortable um, chat. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, very engaging, James. You've got that smile right the way through the conversation. Yeah. Well, you've got that it. smile got that, that. Uh, just uh, brings people to their ease. Thank you very much, Ifty and Vested. Thank you, James. Hey there, James here with an exciting announcement. The BizX Awards is coming to the ACC Liverpool from the 18th to the 19th of April with an incredible lineup of speakers. You're going to meet the likes of Stephen Mulher, Donald Miller, Deborah Meaden, and many, many more. Book your spot right now at thebizx.co.uk. And if you've enjoyed listening to the Business Excellence podcast, make sure to comment your top learnings and favorite moments, as well as like and subscribe. See you next time.